0: it's that time of the week again it's time for chit chat across the pond this is episode number 522 for february 10th 2018 and i'm your host allison sheridan well last week bart Shots was on with programming by stealth which was supposed to be installment 49 but at the end of the show we decided that it was going to go too long we split it in half so it was 49a so bart is back this week with installment 49b of x of programming by stealth with that introduction hello bart
1: hi allison um, it's kind of interesting. So I said I wouldn't have any show notes to write, and then I stuck a whole extra section into the show notes. So
0: Oh, no. Okay, well, uh, we should probably get stuck in. I've, uh, I'm have i looking forward to this. We we stopped, uh, stopped short, which was good. It gave yeah. me a little extra time to try to learn some stuff. So this is great.
1: Excellent. So for those of you reading along, there is a note in the show notes that says, Note, this is the point in the notes where the first podcast episode ends and the second will begin. So you can jump to there. I'll I'll change the tense on that when we publish the next set of audio. Um, but that will allow you to jump straight to the relevant bit of the show notes. So the bit I stuck in was a little bit of revision on Java objects. So last time we, we we discovered that there were two bits of revision that, that we should do. Uh, so it was JavaScript objects and jQuery basics. So next week I'm going to do the jQuery stuff. I'm going to work that into next week's show notes. But this week we'll do the objects because they're the most fundamental i think of the two so i'm just sort of going to start from first principles on the assumption that this is revision to a large extent and hopefully most you know most of it will just be well revision i guess um (laughs)
0: like oh i remember that kind of revision
1: yeah so uh, you know if, if people listening think i've heard this before yep yes you have um, well, I so, did
0: I did study up some, so I'm not going to slow you down as much as I usually do as I stop you right well, you now. you
1: still have to ask me <laughs> questions because you're... Oh, I, I still you, will. It's, it's your job to represent everyone else, even if you understand.
0: <sighs> All right. Well, I've got a question ready as soon as you open your mouth on the first sentence then.
1: Okay. So a JavaScript object is a collection of key value pairs
0: or name okay, value but pairs. Okay, but Bart, you told us... <laughs> You told us at one time early on that everything in JavaScript is an object unless it's a, what is it, a a Boolean? It's the only thing that isn't an object? No, the
1: three primitives are Boolean, number, and string. Primitives? Yes. A A primitive is a non-object, an actual value. Okay, so
0: those three things are not objects. So everything, an array is an object.
1: An array is an object. A function is an object. Function is an object. A regular expression is an object. Uh, A prototype is an object. And so f- how is
0: a function a key-value pair?
1: Ah, because it's one of the things... So you can you can take a function and shove extra keys and values into it if you like. It is, it is represented as a, as a collection of key-value pairs. So stuff like the arguments and stuff are, are in there as keys and values. How so are You can say function, my function, whatever. Then you can say mm-hmm. my function dot x equals y. And you have then added an extra property into the function object.
0: You, so uh, a property or a, or a, um, a variable, is a, that's a key value pair?
1: So believe, yeah, believe it or not, a function can be treated like an object. You can say name a function, open square bracket, some string, close square bracket, becomes equal to some value, and you will just add an extra key into the function object, and JavaScript will completely be okay with that. that that's actually but, how jQuery works.
0: Okay, but that's not really what I'm asking. I'm kind of asking the other way around. What about a function is a key value pair? Not that you can add a key value pair to it, but what okay. about... internally... I have, a, I, have a function, I have a function, my function, it says console.log, single quote boogers. Where's the key and value pair in that?
1: You don't see them, but they are there. The JavaScript internally uses objects to represent functions. A function is an object in JavaScript. That is That is how the language is built.
0: I, but I asked you where's the key value pair you say it is a key value pair what is the key and what is the value in, in okay, you, you log don't letters. see the
1: keys and values let's see if there's a way for me to make them come out um, <laughs> no, right. function x duh, 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 dumbest function ever so, console.log a- x uh, okay, well, for a start, what makes it an object is it has a prototype. The prototype it has is capital F function. So it's immediately an object because it's a typed object. Um, so a function with a capital F is a prototype. I'm not saying of all it's
0: functions. not an object. I'm saying I don't get how all these other kinds of. Like, I, if you say uh, constant my object equals squ- squiggly bracket, you put a bunch of key values in there, boom, I can tell that's an object. It's got key value pairs. I'm on board. But I don't understand how anything else is key-value pairs. I believe you. I just don't okay. see it. I, if you say I can't see it, that's, well, okay. Well, an array I guess I have you to can accept
1: it. An array you can see it very easily. A function you can't see it easily.
0: Yeah, yeah and an array. That, let me see if I remember this correctly. An array, the position is the key. So zero, one, two. That's the posi- That's the key, and then the value is whatever shoved into each of those positions. Exactly. That's okay. it. Exactly. Um, Okay, but if it's invisible in in functions, I will take it on faith. I won't like it, but I'll take it on
1: faith. Okay, well, the reason it's important on functions is because it's prototyped. So a function is a function with a capital F, which means it inherits things. So it has the inheritance part of objects. It actually has no key value pairs. It's an empty object, but it, it inherits from the class function with a capital F. Hmm. which allows us to do things like dot call and dot apply like we learned about 2 weeks ago right how do they get there they got there because it's an object of type function with a capital f hmm so we're using the inheritance part of of function of objects not the it has multiple key value pairs part
0: okay all right, I'll let you go to sentence two now.
1: <laughs> okay, no, no, it's important.
0: But it, it, this this is what bugs me when, when people just say, well, it's an object. Well, sure, everything, my foot's an object, I think, in JavaScript. Everything's an object that isn't one of those three, those three... Uh,
1: if it isn't a boolean, a string, or a number, it's an object. And you know what's even scarier? Strings are sometimes turned into objects behind your back without you knowing. If there is a class string with a capital s and that has a bunch of prototypes in it that that is that has a bunch of functions in it that are useful, like dot to uppercase
0: oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, so
1: they're coming from that class string with a capital s and so whenever you treat a string like an object, JavaScript says, "Oh, I'll well, turn it into one for you then so it automatically turns strings into objects as and when needed, okay, so, so strings are yeah, so it's even there's even more objects than you think they're everywhere. JavaScript loves objects. That's The writers of the language were object-obsessed. Okay. Okay, so from our point of view, we're looking at objects at their most fundamental level, so plain objects. And for a plain object, you really do need to think of it as key-value pairs. Um, other languages use other words for them. So if you come from Perl land, you'll think of them as hash tables. Oh, that's what
0: Dorothy always says. It's a hash.
1: It's a hash, exactly. So some languages call them hashes. Objective-C uses the word dictionary to describe a key-value pair. Mm -hmm. And I like that because in a dictionary you look up like A and then you get a definition. And then you look up like aardvark and you get a definition. Or you look up donkey and you get a definition. Right, it's a
0: key-value pair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like the word dictionary also.
1: Yeah, so that's another word used in different languages. Um, In JavaScript, the key is always a string. So if you pass it something as a key that's not a string, it will get converted to a string and then used as the key. So if you pass it the number one, the actual key is the string one, as in the digit one. Mm -hmm. So everything gets converted to a string to be used. So if you say my object, open square bracket, one, close square bracket, equals boogers, and then my object, open square bracket, quote, one, quote, close square bracket, equals snot you've overridden, you've overwritten boogers. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so just right. to be clear on that. The other thing we can say is that objects are namespaces because inside that object is an entirely fresh universe of names. It doesn't matter what names you gave variables out in the global scope, inside the object, all names are available to you again. So it's a fresh universe, which is referred to as a namespace because every name is now allowed again. And then if you oh, put an is. object inside an object, you get another fresh namespace. Oh, that's, that's squirrely. It's squirrely. We have universes within universes if you think of namespaces as being universes. <laughs> the multiverse. <within>. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind okay. of fun. All right. Um, now, the next thing in JavaScript then is that object literals are a way for us to write objects in one go instead of having to give each key value pair. We could say you know my object equals new object with a capital o that will work cuz all objects are have the class object and then you could say my object open square bracket some key close square bracket equals some value and then op- my object open square bracket another key equals another value so you could, if you had 50 key value pairs you could write it as 50 separate lines of code which would be painful right. i think you'll agree
0: yeah Absolutely.
1: So that's why the object literal exists. The object literal lets you do it as one line. So you can say like const my object equals, open squarely bracket, and then you have key colon value comma, key colon value comma, key colon value as far as you like. Now for Oh, understandability, you'll probably write them on separate lines, but they're not separate lines of code. It's one line of code. It has one semicolon at the very, very end. But you might choose to lay it out as multiple physical lines in your page, but it's still a much, much Just simpler state. It's statement. easy to read. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. I get you.
1: Now, in the strictest sense of the word, it's string colon value. So it's quote. You know, you should be using quotation marks in the strictest sense of the word. So it's string inside quotation marks, colon, value, whatever you like. And that value could be another string, it could be a number, it could be a boolean, it could be an array literal, it could be another object literal. So you can have objects within objects. It could be a function, it could be an instance of a function, it could be a regular expression, it could be anything. Now, so in theory, you always put the quote, in theory, the quotes are always there, but JavaScript allows a shortcut on a condition. So... On the condition that your key is a valid JavaScript variable name, which means it can't contain a whole bunch of special characters. It certainly can't contain a space or a dash. It probably um, can't be called array. It can, actually, because it's in a whole new namespace. But that's
0: not... No, with a capital A, it can't.
1: Yes, it can, because it's a whole new namespace.
0: I thought array was not a valid variable name.
1: It, no array is a keyword you said you can't in the use... a, array is a keyword in the global scope but it's not an invalid variable name inside a namespace because inside a namespace oh, it'll oh, be universe Oh that's freaky.
0: Oh that's well yeah oh okay that's annoying. I don't like that. I'm not going to do it.
1: Oh I, I wouldn't advise you to do it because that will confuse <laughs> the be Jesus out of people. Um so yeah don't confuse people It's generally a good... Actually
0: no I'm going to do that. I'm going to call it array and then I'm going to make an object inside there where the first key is array.
1: Oh yeah. I mean yeah you can really I could. confuse yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the kind of thing
0: you do. I'd name them all the same thing. (laughs) I'll name them all Dom. Okay. So... Don't go back. Don't go there. Don't Don't go go there. there. Okay.
1: So if and only if the key is a valid variable name, then you're allowed to omit the quotation marks. So that means you can shorten how you write your object literals a little bit. But if you have, like, in the example in the show notes, one of them is key space six and key minus seven, those two cannot lose their quotation marks.
0: So it seems like a good practice just put the, key, put the keys in quotes. You, you're never wrong if you just always do that.
1: Exactly, you're never wrong. But the thing is, it, it 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 clutters up your code a bit. So as long as you're sticking to very vari- to, to valid variable names, you're fine. But as soon nope, as there's even the slightest hint of a funny character, if in doubt, if you're sitting there going, "Am I allowed to have an underscore?" I'm not sure. Wrap it in quotes. You'll be grand. Now, As it happens, you I'm going to put them all in quotes. Okay. <laughs> you know, as I say, entirely valid thing. to It's just
0: safer if I think of it that way because they're always strings, right?
1: They're always strings. Yes. Okay, okay. so. Object literals let us create a whole object in one go, instead of piece by piece by piece. But we do still need to reach into each piece one by one. So the canonical way, the most, the the real, the true way of accessing an object, the most correct way is name of object, open square bracket, a string, close square bracket, where the string is going to be the key that you're reaching into. So in the show notes, you'll see const x equals my object, open square bracket, Single quote key one close single quote close square bracket semicolon. That is the canonical way of accessing um an element or a a member. So the things inside that's something I, I wrote in my show notes but forgot to say out loud. So each key value pair is collectively referred to as a member. Sometimes because it's hard to keep I've saying heard it key called value elements pair. too. Elements is another thing you'll hear it called. Yes. So and a member. That's what
0: you used in the show notes. Well, actually, use both. I
1: did my the best. Primary to use way of all accessing
0: the, words. the members of an object. Yeah, that's. It would be good to say in the show notes: member and, and element are the same thing. I think I do in the paragraph. I didn't say out loud.
1: I will double okay. check though because must I must be should.
0: A ways back because I'm looking at accessing members. Yeah, so um, this is where last week you said I think uh, a square bracket s. Mm-hmm. And S was the species and A was the animal. And that's that's when I went off the rails and said, what? I've never seen this before, which you've probably told me before. Um, I, I do have a question in, mm-hmm. in just back to more revision. You're saying const X uh, becomes, becomes my object, to. key one, yeah. becomes equal to. Um, <laughs> X is a constant, but if key one gets changed, X just changed, doesn't it? Nope. Didn't it?
1: Uh, okay. No, unless key one is a reference to an object, in which case the reference stays put forever, but the content of what's being referred to can change. But no, const x.
0: So key one can be changed to. Um, uh, the, its value can be changed to, from six to seven, and const x doesn't change from six to seven? Correct. Why? Because it's a constant, not a variable? No,
1: even if it was no because what gets put in what gets put into x is the actual it's done, value.
0: It's done being put in,
1: yeah, it's done being you put the in six right.
0: out of the bucket, and you shoved it into X, and you don't go touch it again unless you do something else to X, yeah.
1: I yeah, suppose, yeah, okay, so directly accessing it means you say the name of the object square bracket, and then you give it an actual string, right, so key mm-hmm. one is an actual string there, it starts with a quotation mark, and, and you know it has some. Characters in it and then ends with another quotation mark. So that's direct Do you have to access. put those
0: quotes in there?
1: Yes, you do, because if you leave them out, it means something completely different. If you leave out the okay. quotes, it means find me the value of the variable named key1 and use that value. There are no that's what I thought we were doing. Not here. Key1 means using the actual string K E Y 1. Um.
0: So, you said const x equals my object square bracket, single quote key one. Yes. Are you saying x is the is k e y one? No,
1: no, no, no. X is whatever is inside my object with the name, the
0: value key, for key one. The okay. value for key one. So, if, so, without the quotes, what does it do differently?
1: It would Sounds go like and find, thing. it would look for a variable key one and use the value of key one as the key inside my object. So, if let's say you said let key1 equals buggers, and then you say my object key1, then you're actually looking for my object buggers. In fact, we can see that on line 5 just below. const desired key equals the string key2. const xx equals my object desired key without quotation marks. In other words, the value of desired key is the key for the object. So we are actually looking up key two there.
0: Okay. That sounds like the same thing to me, but I think I, I, I follow it in the show notes, but the way you said it, it, it sounded like the same thing. Okay. The, um, that's another good reason to always use the quotes because now I'm used to keys are always in quotes.
1: Right. Because if you don't use the quotes, what you're saying is the value of this variable and you often want to do that, right? Last week in the bit where, where we went off the rails, I was using a variable in there. I was using the variable s to represent the species. Oh, was it not in quotes? It was most certainly not in quotes because it was a different... Every time through the loop, S was a different species. Once it was cow, then it was duck, then it was turkey.
0: Okay.
1: If you don't put it in quotes, it's the value... It's a variable. So it's the value of the variable is what's being looked up. Okay. That's re- That level of indirection is absolutely vital. Like, the, the...
0: Okay, well, th- then let me ask one more time. Uh, so in this, we have const desired key equals quote key two, mm-hmm. and const xx equals my object, square bracket, desired key. Yes. So now if, if key two is originally six, mm-hmm. and then I change it to seven, does const xx change into seven?
1: No, 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 no. No, there is never this magic connection going. on. So then, I
0: don't, I don't see what the, okay. the value of this indirection is. I don't see why you would ever do that.
1: Well, the example was the loop last week. How could I loop over an object if I can't have, if I can't use a variable inside the square brackets? How could I possibly loop over all keys that exist? Say, stick a pin in that because we're gonna go, we're gonna look at looping in a moment, okay. in, in about okay. five minutes. So stick a pin in it. Okay. I will, I will prove to you that it's valuable. How's about that? I promise okay. you that I will prove it's valuable, because it is.
0: It seems identical to... But, okay. Okay, going.
1: so, yeah, stick a pin in it, because I'll prove to you that it 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 opens up massive amounts of power that we couldn't get otherwise. Um, You can also, if you have an object inside an object, you can just keep stacking the square brackets behind each other, as far as you like. In my example, I go to 2. So you can say my object, open square brackets, string, key 3, close square brackets, open square brackets string sub key one, close square brackets, right? You could go to sub key four if you had an object inside an object inside an object. You can just keep sticking those square brackets as far as you want to go. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. So when you say my object, square bracket, quote, key three, square bracket, quote, sub key one, it's sub key one that's inside key three, that's inside my object.
1: Bingo. Okay. All right. Um, if you're, If your object... Contained an array, then you might have a number inside a subsequent set of square brackets. So key four zero, as in the example in the show notes.
0: Okay, so that's uh, that's interesting that they're both yeah. Because remember, a double square are bracket thing's going to drive me crazy. But okay.
1: But if you remember then an array is just an they object. They look
0: multiplied together though. They don't look like one is a subset of the other like there's not a dot or something. It's it's just smashed up against each other. But okay. It is just
1: smashed up against each other, yeah. Okay. Which is done because coders don't like typing. <laughs> okay. Uh you can also if the if if the thing inside the object at key 5 is a function or sorry, is an object, you can Use a dot to get into that object too. So in this case, const now ISO eighty six oh one equals my object key five dot two ISO string. That assumes that whatever's in my object key five is some sort of date object that I can two ISO string it. So you can call hmm. a function on whatever's inside the object, or if the thing itself actually is. So all of this is this. Am I referring back? Am I being that clever? I am being that clever. Okay, yes, so, you are.
0: Because the first time I read this, I was like, what? And then I said, oh, maybe he's using his, his object he built right up above.
1: Yeah, I am. I've forgotten that. I not <laughs> even say so in the show. Look how
0: clever you are.
1: <laughs> so if you look at key six, it's actually a function. Yes? Mm-hmm. And key five is indeed new date. Duh. Okay, so I am indeed calling a dates function on a date object there. So on line 18, my object open square brackets, the string key space six, close square brackets, and then I shove some round brackets onto the end of it. Yeah, I, yeah, you did. Yeah, so round brackets always mean make a function go, or as I say to you, expeliamus. Expeliamus, yeah. So make the spell happen. So if we look up above, key six, colon, function, console.log, buggers. So line 18 is how I make that buggers function run. Yeah. Yeah. And then key seven is a regular expression, right? So I can use that. I can say const before string equals I hate boogers, exclamation point. Const after string equals before string dot replace my object key seven, comma, snot. And that will turn it into I hate snot.
0: Yeah, because for those listening, uh, key seven was a regular expression that said look for boogers and replace it with something else.
1: Yes. Well, no, it just said look for boogers, and then the string.replace function says the and replace it with something else. Okay. So, yeah. So far, so good. So far, so good. So that's how we get into stuff. So the square bracket notation is the canonical way of accessing an object, but there is a shortcut permitted. If and only if the name of the key is a valid JavaScript variable. So if the name of the key is a variable you get to leave out the quotation marks in the literal and you get to use the dot notation. Wait. So So if
0: I don't if I use the quotes on the key then I can't use the dot
1: no, no. If, if it does Okay, it doesn't matter whether or not you use the quotes. What matters is whether or not what's inside the quotes is a valid variable name. So if you use the quotes and you just say key one without a space, then the dot notation is available to you because key one without a space is a valid variable name. It doesn't matter how you created it. What matters is, is, this, is the key a valid variable name?
0: So I can't use the dot. I can't say, quote, key space one, unquote, dot to string or
1: something like that. No, because that won't, no, that won't, no. That won't do what you think it does. It won't give you a syntax error. It just means something totally, completely, and utterly really different. It means take because this string object. Well, the quotes means make me a string. And then you're saying even call if this fun- are,
0: Even if they're in square brackets like we've been talking about? Okay,
1: sorry. Okay, but the dot notation, there's no square brackets, right? The dot notation leaves out the square brackets.
0: I don't know where you're doing dot notation. I don't see well, that's it the I'm trying to get right to. now. So where are you in the show notes? Are I'm... I don't think there's any text to go along with what you're saying right now. Accessing members. Because the next thing was going to be talking about uh, finding out the whether a value had been.
1: Oh, sorry, for... I've, I've yeah, sorry, sorry, I forgot. I Did you jumped. jump? I jumped. I jumped. Rewind. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> I was
0: going to say, not with you yet.
1: Okay. No, that's be because a... I forgot something. Okay. So forget I mentioned the word dot. We're still on square brackets. Okay. Square brackets all the
0: way. Thank you. I'm real happy about square brackets so far. Okay,
1: so if you make an object and you only give it four keys, and let's say that they're key one, key two, key three, key four, and then you say something console.log, my object, open square bracket, the string, key five, close square bracket, what happens? Well, the answer is every key in existence, conceivably, that you didn't give a value to has the value undefined.
0: Oh, Okay,
1: And undefined, if you force it to become a Boolean, is falsy. So undefined evaluates to false. Makes sense. So if you want to see if your object contains a key, you might be tempted to take a shortcut. So you might say, if some object, opus square bracket, some value, and just leave it at that. So if you look at the example in the show notes, the 10-line example, this shows that you shouldn't do that. So I define an object called an obj which has two keys. Some val with the value true and some other val with the value false. And then I say, if an obj some val and I console.log, the key some val has been defined. And else the key has not been defined. And that works just fine because some val is true. So if true, oh, okay, true is true. That works fine. Mm-hmm. But if we do that for some other vowel, it would tell us it was not defined. But it is defined. It's just defined to false. So you really, really, really should actually compare it to undefined so, with type of so undefined. Wait, if
0: something is, so wait, if something is false, that doesn't necessarily mean it's undefined.
1: It, it, in fact, it is defined to be false.
0: Right. But you're saying if we ran the same code, uh, it would say, well, it's false, so it's not
1: defined. Exactly. So don't do that. Exactly. Okay. Yes. All right. If you actually want to be sure that something is genuinely not defined, don't just let it be true or false. Don't just cast it true or false implicitly. Actually do the type of. So type of an object triple equals undefined or not equals undefined is actually the only way to know for sure if it is undefined. You have to do that
0: so if type of an obj and you gave it some other vowel, is not double equal to undefined
1: and that would give you not the correct answer
0: be, that would oh that would say it was defined yes
1: even <laughs> okay. though it's false okay so just it's be interesting
0: careful. that you that you're writing a not equals undefined when you could
1: write could i equals Well, no, because it could be anything that's... It could be defined as anything. It could be a number. It could be... No, you could
0: say if it equals undefined, then... It is undefined. You don't need the, to do a double negative.
1: Okay, but well you. Okay, yeah, and okay. So normally in the real world, you're only you, you want to make sure something exists before you use it. So you're generally interested in the I need to make sure oh, the this positive. Exists. You're generally interested <laughs> in the positive. Okay,
0: so you have to not you have to double negative in order to find out if it's true. Got you. Yeah. Okay, that makes yeah. sense.
1: Yeah. So this All in right. this contrived example, you're absolutely right. I could swap my if and my else, and then it would be grand. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in the real world, you're generally saying if this thing exists, do something to it.
0: Right. And then your very last statement goes, "Uh, otherwise... Throw an an error or... Yeah. yeah. Or just do nothing. A
1: lot of the time we just do nothing. If it doesn't exist, I don't care. Carry on with life. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So now we get to the bit I, I jumped ahead to. So if and only if the key is a valid JavaScript name, a JavaScript variable name, you may throw away the square brackets and replace them with a single dot. So const x equals Wait, my object... Well, I was object. real happy
0: with the square brackets. I really liked them. I finally understand them. You, now we're throwing them out?
1: Optionally. <sighs> no, this is important because you're going to see a lot of dots all over the place.
0: Well, yeah, you're going to throw dots at me when Not I'm old. Just me. Why'd you teach me. Why'd you teach me square brackets and then take them away?
1: Because square brackets are always, always, always correct. And square brackets okay. allow you to get at the stuff with spaces in it and everything like that. Right? The dot notation okay. is a shortcut only... For a subset of keys
0: okay so my object javascript names
1: okay if is this true
0: names. in other languages this folder all of going back and forth between square brackets and dots
1: well the actual whether it's square brackets or not like in Perl they're squirrely brackets rather than square brackets but the the concept does indeed hold true in other languages okay because basically everyone wants the, and then Perl is not a dot, it's an arrow, but anyway, it doesn't matter. The concept okay. of having multiple ways in holds true in other languages. I won't say all languages, because every language can be different, but JavaScript is Any not alone.
0: Always is, so if, if always,
1: then false. Right, pretty much. <laughs> uh, but no, JavaScript is not alone in this. But it is not universal either. Okay. So... We can say, again, referring back to my object that we've been working on all along, so const x equals my object dot key one is exactly the same as const x equals my object open square bracket quote key one close quote close square bracket. That is a lot less typing, I'm not going to lie. It is. And you can also do it indirect. characters, fewer. Um, But you can never use the dot notation for indirect access. So you're always going to be using square brackets if the key is in a variable. Right.
0: So I can use square brackets if the key is in a very if
1: I said my object dot desired key on line six there, that would have a completely mm-hmm. different meaning. I would be looking for the key desired key, not the key key two.
0: Yeah. That's that one where you gotta prove to me why I'd ever want to do this, so
1: Okay. As I say, the pin is still there. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't forgotten. Um also you can use the dot notation as deep as you like. So you can say my object dot key three dot sub key one. You can keep using the dots all the way down. Um, you can never use the dots to get into an array. So arrays will always have the square brackets. So you can say my object dot key four, but you can't then go into the array with dot zero because zero is not a valid variable name. So you'd have to say dot key four square bracket zero.
0: Okay, so I'm sorry. Say that one more time.
1: So... This one? digits are never valid JavaScript variable names. You can never have a variable named the digit one.
0: Oh, okay. So therefore, the the location in an
1: array can't be dot zero. Exactly. It is always, okay. always, always square brackets okay. for arrays. Okay. Um, and so the, the dot notation becomes even nicer for objects, like in this case, my object five dot two iso string. It's right, actually right. quite nice. Again, key six, because it's key space six, no dot allowed, because the space okay. ruins it. Right. I and would never same, use a space, Bart.
0: But, right, but I might I, be tempted to use a dash, and that one gets screwed up too. That
1: one does get screwed up too. Uh, so again, for the dashes, you have to keep using the square bracket notation. Okay. Okay. That's it. That is the basic syntax of objects. Square okay. brackets and dots. And those little colons.
0: So everything you've taught us here today, you've taught us earlier? Yes. Okay. Just not all in one place?
1: Um, Probably not so much at once, right? (laughs) That's the thing with revision. You get to just heap it all on, right?
0: Right, because it's mostly
1: memorable. Yeah. Yeah, because we've met, like, we spent a long time. I introduce you to objects very slowly. Yeah, he many, many like if you look at the names of the installments, many, many, many installments have the word object in them.
0: Yeah, well, and that's one of the problems when you say something like, "Well, it's an object," and I go, "Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, a minute, what's an object?" And then there's two hundred and forty-eight places to go look. You know, it's like when I was trying to understand this. Yeah, that's Same real problem. easy to look up.
1: <laughs> and this is also pervasive, right? This has many meanings.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, and it's just splattered around in the. Um, in the text
1: and in the english yeah and the object yeah. suffers from that a little bit too right because it's a very sure. common word uh-uh. but not as much as this <laughs> this right. is everywhere i can't right, say right. this sentence without this many times <laughs> right uh okay so the next thing you may want to do is to programmatically get a list of all of the keys that exist within an object So when you're writing a function that's going to take an object as an argument, you're not going to know up front what keys are there. So you need to programmatically suck the keys out of any object that you may have been passed. Okay. And the way you do that is by accessing, which I can now say this, I can now say that you can use the static keys function from the object with a capital O class. So JavaScript gives you a class object with a capital O, Mm-hmm. And that class defines a static function with the name keys. So hence it's class name dot static function name. So object dot keys.
0: Okay. I do remember that. That seemed to make sense to me 200 years ago when you told us that one. Okay. I don't know if I could have pulled it back out, but that does feel good.
1: Excellent. So object dot keys will give you an array of strings as the output. And that array could be empty. If you give it an empty object, you will get back an empty array. If you give it an object with one key you get you get back an array with one string if you give it an, an object with two keys you'll get back an array with two strings
0: hang on so static the static keys function returns an array of the values no no of the of keys the, uh, of the keys yeah because you said keys
1: yes so huh. in, okay so in the example here we have my object equals k1 colon a k2 colon b k3 colon c so mm-hmm. our keys are k1, k2, k3 and our values are a, b, c. Right? So when i say object.keys my obj you get back the array k1, k2, k3. Hmm.
0: Is there an object.values my obj? No. Hmm.
1: But you can get the once you have the keys you can get the values yourself. <laughs> go get the values yourself, Alison now, if you want all the values the easiest way to get straight to the values is with a for in loop so we're going to keep working with this object with k1, k2 and k3 because it's a nice easy example so k1 is a, k2 oh no, no we're not, sorry I just read my own notes sorry, (laughs) ignore me we're going to make a fresh new object
0: Ah, yes, fresh object. Okay. So this Scrolling object... so I can't see the other one.
1: Yeah, so this object has a key X with the value of the string Y, a key A with the value 42, and a key boogers with the value false. And okay. it's kind of important I've done it this way. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. So I can use a for in loop to give... No. For even, yeah, okay. So a for in loop will give me all the keys. A for in loop is just another way to get at the keys. So console.log... So, okay, let me say that again. <laughs> A for in loop will loop over the keys. The keys, the keys, the keys. So for okay. const k in my object. console.log key k maps to value my obj square bracket k close square bracket.
0: Can I try to what that your means cuz I'm I'm pretty sure I don't know what it means but i'm but i want to try and then you can tell me what what parts i'm missing
1: perfect this this, is this is the single most important example in the entire notes today
0: okay don't start don't talk anymore because it's barely it's just hanging by a thread if it is there so you have four const k in my object so you've you've declared a variable a constant k and it's some it's the thing we're going to loop through my object with so, you've got console.log, you've got uh, our back tick. So, we're doing it, we're just writing a uh, little, uh, we're writing out a string here, uh, key, and then you've got uh, dollar sign. So, that's saying this is the the dollar squirrely bracket because we have to use that inside of this back tick thing. Mm-hmm. So, we're saying key K, and that's each one of these Ks we're going to go through maps to value. Then you say dollar my obj. K in square brackets. So you're looking at, I mean, I'm assuming that's going to return the value, but uh, you're,
1: so you've got which, dollar which is the value.
0: Well, for the given value of, for the given key K, as we've looped through it, it's Excellent. going to return the value. But I don't know, my obj square bracket K, All Right. So that K- gave us the value?
1: It does, because that's what the square brackets do. They let us reach into the object, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, but it's not in quotes, because it's a variable name. Bingo. And that's where we did our desired key equals key two kind of thing.
1: Yep. Okay. And without the ability to do that, we could never loop over our object. If we couldn't, so key is variable, a variable,
0: not not. It isn't the the uh, the key itself. It's a variable calling the next key in this case.
1: Right. Okay. Without <clears> that <throat> level of indirection, we could never write a loop like this. So you can copy and paste that into Code Runner or whatever wherever you'd like, and then you will see that that outputs key X maps to value Y. Key A maps to value forty two. Key buggers maps to value false and can you see how that's happening i think i just described it didn't i you did good okay (laughs) it's not lost yet okay so do you notice something about the order of the outputs and how i created my object
0: so they happen to be in the order you put them in they're not sorted the way you tend to like them Correct. That is, that is exactly what, what
1: happens. A for-in a for, a for in loop will give them back out in the order they happen to be put in, which really could be any order. In this case, it's XA yeah. boogers. And a lot of the time in the real world, what you would like to see as the output is a sorted list of the key-value pairs, sorted by key. Especially if you start calling them dictionaries. Imagine a dictionary where xylophone came before aardvark. Sometimes.
0: Yeah and I guess that that's important I make up a, a dictionary that I only know 5 words when I start and then I think of a sixth word but I don't put it in I put it in it I append or something
1: Right you can shove it in you're not appending it you're just saying I give this key value now and give that key value now and they could come in any yeah. order depending on on how the object got built Right So in order what if we want to get them out in order how do we do that well the answer is we need to go back to object.keys So object.keys will give us all the keys in an array. So now we have an array. Okay, so do arrays have any useful functions that we've met before? Well, actually, arrays have an instance function named sort. Mm. So we use object.keys to get an array of keys, which we then sort. And then we can use our old friend the for of loop, which loops over arrays, to get where we need to go. So so for,
0: for in loops over objects, for of loops over arrays?
1: For in loops over the keys, for of loops over the values of an array. Wait, what? Okay. okay. For in well, will work you, on... You
0: just, you just made a big deal about it. Now we have an array. We mm-hmm. didn't have an array before, yes, and you correct.
1: said to use for in. Right. For in, for in gives you the keys... So if you do a for in loop on an array, you'll get zero, one, two, three, four. Right, but we did for in on
0: an object, so we got the key, we were able to look up the keys and return the the uh, values. Mm-hmm. But to put them in order, we need to pull the keys first, sort them into order, into order, and then we have to use a for of.
1: Right, because we want the values in the array.
0: So, of means the values. In
1: means the keys.
0: With the keys, how do uh, I cement if, that? That isn't intuitive. If you find you know, the it mnemonic, doesn't have any mnemonic,
1: if if any of the listeners know a mnemonic, I would like it, please,
0: because I get these <laughs> wrong
1: all the time too.
0: Okay, so for in is the keys. For of is the values.
1: Yeah, and I don't have a hmm. mnemonic for you. I'm desperate for one. Right? Okay. So Make if anyone's listening Yeah contest please Because I, I want a way of remembering Because generally speaking I go to mdn.com Type in for in And go oh no that's the wrong one And then I go to the other one
0: <laughs> Hey shout out to Donald Burr who's listening I challenge Donald Burr To <laughs> yeah. give us the uh, the mnemonic
1: There we go Or <laughs> listener Jill She comes up with great stuff too right. Or Dorothy Lots of people come up with great stuff
0: Yeah but we haven't shouted out to Donald yet That's why I was that's calling him point. out That's a fair point uh, So Okay, wait. Keys, and that one's values. Okay.
1: Okay. So I am going to walk through the process in a very, very explicit way, and then I'm going to collapse it into one single line of code in a minute. But let's do it explicitly okay. first. So we're using the same myobj, so x to the string y, a to the number 42, and boogers to the boolean false. So that's just okay. as before. So then we want to extract the keys. So const myobj keys equals object.keys myobj. So now we have an array called myobjKeys, which has x, a, and boogers as its three values. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now we want to sort those. So we say const myobjSortedKeys equals myobjKeys.sort. So now myobjSortedKeys is an array a, boogers, x. Okay. Then we're ready to do a for of loop. So for of const k of myobj sorted keys console.log key k maps to value myobj square brackets k. So the first time through the loop, is looking yeah. for myobj a... Second Except time
0: th- the keys, it's it, now the K is in the my sorted keys. So, oh, that's interesting. So my obj is still out of order. Yep. But we're gonna go get K out of my obj sorted keys. The first one. We're gonna go get X. Now we're gonna look inside my object. We're or no, we're gonna A. we're gonna go get A, and then so we're gonna go out right into the middle of my obj mm-hmm. and pull forty two. Then we're gonna go get uh, boogers next, and we're gonna get X last. Yep. Out of order. Interesting. Okay. I didn't see that coming. That's a wild twist at the end there, Bart.
1: There we go. Now, that's the long way of writing it, right? I've just made two variables, two intermediary variables. In the real world... But I would,
0: understand it.
1: That's why I did it that way. In the real world, you would collapse that to become object.keysmyobj.sort, and you put the whole lot in a for-off loop. Um, yeah, yeah,
0: okay, object.keys parentheses my dot sort parentheses okay huh? I can't wait till you get a new syntax thing that doesn't make the letters different inside colors different inside of those backticks because yeah, that always makes me go what yeah okay I'm getting used to it though
1: yeah yeah, it's all right in, there, in line 8 there which is a really important line where we do the three things in one at least yeah. that's marked up correctly but yeah the, the, the template strings are not coming out properly yeah okay, well, that's oh, it. No. there's
0: a quiz coming.
1: Ah, but you found them so valuable last time.
0: I did. yeah, but i'm I'm always nervous. What if I fail in front of the
1: audience you know? i i would, I will point out one of them is pure evil <laughs> Thanks. And one of them is marginally evil. <laughs> great, great. Just, you know, uh, forewarned is forearmed, I believe, is the phrase. Okay.
0: Yeah, that that didn't make me less nervous. Thanks.
1: <laughs> okay, so question one. One of these one. snakes is vem- venomous. <laughs> I'm not telling you which one. Actually, I'll tell you it's not the first snake. First snake okay, is one. Uh, so what is the value of the variable mid-total at the end of the code snippet below? So the code snippet is const can I, sales.
0: Can I try doing the code snippet? Actually, yeah, you do that. Because if I talk true. through it, it might help. Yeah. Okay. So we've got a const sales data. Is created. We've got an object, and it's got uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and it's got numbers after them. Yes. 10, 12, 9, 18, 20, 21, and 0. So then it says const mid midtotal equals, or becomes equal to mm-hmm. uh, sales mon plus salesdata.2, plus salesdata.wed. And I'm sure hoping that's 10 plus 12 plus 9. And now you make me do arithmetic, and I don't. I'm not good at that.
1: I'll give you full marks.
0: 31?
1: It is 31, but I would have given you full marks at 10 plus 12 plus
0: 9. <laughs> okay, good. I don't know if this particular audience knows that I can't do arithmetic in my head very easily. It's, it's because it's the
1: American school system experimented on you. And apparently, the exper- <laughs> didn't they stop doing mathematics that way?
0: It was 1965 and half of 1966. It's called New Math. Look it up on Wikipedia to see why I can't do arithmetic. Calculus,
1: no problem. And it was literally a failed experiment, right? They experimented on you guys, Mm -hmm. and the experiment failed. It did not teach you math better than other people. (laughs) And they stopped doing it, which I guess is good. At least they didn't double down. There you go. There you go. But there's not much help to you. (laughs) No. We ruined you. We experimented (laughs) on you. Sorry about that. Anyway. um, Okay. So, question two. Then, what will be the value of z? What will, sorry, let me read. I can't even read my own writing. Um, so, what will the value, what will the value of z? Be what will at the, the end-
0: value of z be at the end of this code snippet?
1: Okay, and you read ahead because that's it's easier for you to work it out that way.
0: Yeah, it does help. Okay, so I'm still working with the same. Do I am no, I still no, using the fresh. stuff from no, above? No, no all, all fresh. fresh. Okay, all right. So, const x equals an object. Uh, key y goes is x. X is boogers. So now he says const z or z equals x square bracket x dot
1: y. So first off, before you say anything else, how would you how would you start to to, to follow this? What do you think should be the first thing to look at here? How would you start x, to break this down? So it's x square
0: bracket x dot y. So, right. this is where you've, you've named, you've got a, a constant X, but inside we've got a whole new namespace inside our object so we can be as mean as we want. Mm-hmm. And we have uh, Y has a value of X and X has a value of boogers. Mm-hmm. So, he's used X three times yep. and I think they're all valid. They are. So, so, X must be that object X that's created by that other thing. We've got X. And it's not any quotes or anything. I'm going to guess that that's the key X and we want, no, I don't know why it would be dot Y. Okay. That doesn't make right.
1: any sense to me. So inside the square brackets is a whole fresh JavaScript expression. So we actually have to work that out first before we can step outside. So what is X dot Y? I don't know. That's what I just said. Okay. So inside the square brackets they are variable names. So the variable x is defined on line 1. So const x equals that's that x? Mm Mm-hmm. So x dot y. So we're looking for the key y inside our x. Which is x. Which is the string x. Yeah. So then okay so now we know what that is. So then, then we can actually answer what z is. Right? So it's it's x square bracket the string x so we're looking yeah, get, for the get key get no x inside doing, the object x no
0: nope. no nope. okay nope. expand nope. that expand not even close to starting i don't I okay, do even get click, the first part yet click
1: the expand because i have an explanation i don't just give you the answer i explain it
0: am i reading now yeah, sure okay I don't know how anybody listening is going to follow this because I, I, don't, I don't understand what I'm doing here. Okay. Const z equals x square bracket x dot y. All right, so that's, that's the problem we're to be working solved, on. right? Right.
1: So before we can figure out, we need to know what is inside those square brackets. We need to get x dot so, y to be an actual string.
0: Why is x dot y equal to the string x? Okay. This is back to that. Oh, because, because y is a valid... JavaScript variable name. Mm-hmm. We don't have to put that Y in in quotes. Mm-hmm. And... I, I'm sorry, we don't... Ha- Wait. Okay. We don't have to put the X in quotes. So X dot Y means go into the variable X and then pull out the, the key. key Y? Bingo. The key Y. Okay. Which- and the key Y is... You mean the, va- the value of the
1: key Y? Yes. Yes, that's exactly what I mean.
0: The value for the key Y. Yeah, this is only making it much harder for me to understand how this works, Bart. This is not making it... I, I understand what you're trying to do, but it's, it's not cemented enough to be able to... Had you done that without mixing all those same Xs together, I don't think I could have done this yet. So I, I don't know.
1: Okay. Sorry. I know no, what you're trying to do, important. and that's I believe important. you, but it's okay. It's too, then, then, we're too not abstracted
0: ready. too quickly, uh, and okay. no one would ever do this. This is well. I mean, it's like me. I was kidding around when I said I would use DOM inside a DOM inside of a variable inside of a you know an object inside of an okay. object, and then you did exactly what I was kidding. I would never do
1: right, but that tells me the syntax isn't in there yet, so we need to revise it again.
0: Well. I haven't even gotten to do a, a single bit of homework with the, with this syntax. I haven't gotten to play with it yet and you're you're making it like 11 times harder. So I hope then that, that was the evil one. Oh Bart, don't tell me that's not the evil one.
1: Marginally. It's not the evil one. <laughs> okay. Um okay.
0: Well, it, let's continue it, it, and see like what happens. You, you, gave, you gave me training wheels, and then said, here's a motorcycle. Okay, That's what you just it, did.
1: This is installment Forty Nine. We're revising stuff we've used in pretty much all the homework between twelve and now. So, I okay. Sorry, I okay. okay. No, I misunderstood. I I misgaged. Misund- I, <laughs> I just yeah, I, 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 it's today, it's
0: harder than it needs to be, I think, is all. I I think that was oh no, the, the, playfully this is,
1: difficult for not a reason. No, the, so, the, this is a test of whether the syntax makes sense and it doesn't yet. Because there's no doubt what the answer is unless you unless the syntax hasn't yet sunk in, so it hasn't yet sunk in. So I haven't ever gotten to do it. Right? No, no, but you have been. We've been doing it for the last 20 installments. Nope. Because in the last installment, I didn't do what
0: you did. I didn't use dot notation. I didn't use the square brackets to access it. I did it a different way. So, no, I didn't. You, you did it, but I didn't get to do it is what I mean. So, anyway.
1: All right let's keep going and they're going to get harder That's, yeah well no because I, I sort they're not in ascending no they're in a random order um, okay, i write good. them from easy to hard and then i randomize them because okay, otherwise otherwise it's just too obvious when i'm being sneaky
0: <laughs> okay so number three says what will the following snippet write to the console mm-hmm. const stuff equals the string thingy mm-hmm. const whatchamagig equals the object and we've got a key stuff goes to what and thingy goes to come again
1: Yes, and it's tingamajig okay. in the Irish pronunciation. Just saying. What did I say? Tingamajig. I thought it was whatchamajig. It's a whatchamajig. <laughs> it doesn't it matter right at all, right?
0: <laughs> okay, now nobody knows what we're talking about. So cons whatchamajig is uh, an object, stuff, mapping to, to what, and thing is the value come again. Console.log whatchamajig, square bracket, stuff. Well that should come back what? Cuz stuff is what. Perfect. That one's not hard. Okay. okay.
1: Well there was a trick there because if you hadn't noticed the single quotes you might have thought we were looking for the key thingy. But the single quotes say we were looking for the string, so there was no funniness going on. Oh, I forgot to look at the stuff
0: the const stuff equals thingy at the top.
1: So if I had left out those single quotes, it would have gone it would and have looked meant up the thingy, variable,
0: would have gone thingy. And okay. it would have been come again. Okay. So that's Yeah, I would have missed that if you'd done it the other way around. Okay.
1: Okay, good. So that's, yeah, so I just want to point out the importance of single quotes. Yeah. Okay, so four.
0: Single quotes mean keys, not variables.
1: Single quotes means the exact string. And if you leave out the single quotes, it becomes whatever the value of this is, that's what I'm using.
0: So a variable, which is what I just said. So you're saying I didn't say it right or I did say it right?
1: I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Okay. Okay. Right or wrong would be, you know, yes or no at the beginning of, and then explain more would be good because I can't tell if I said it right. Okay. Moving on. What will the following snippet write to the console? Kant's stuff equals thingy. Kant's thingy equals huh. Kant's what's it equals thingy without quotes. So Kant's what's it is also become huh. Correct. I would guess. No, correct. Okay. Kant's what, uh, whatchamajig equal is the object stuff what thingy come again what's it is it another embedded object thingamabob huh okay console.log whatchamajig square bracket thingy okay there's no quotes around thingy Mm -hmm. so i don't want the um i don't want the key thingy i think i have to go well wait a minute though but uh So, so what's
1: the value of thingy the value of thingy is ha. Huh, so you're looking for but, the key ha. Huh.
0: Oh, okay. And the key ha huh is not in there. there there's right. no ha huh in, the, in, okay. in Wachimajig, therefore it's got to come back like undefined or something.
1: Bingo! Ah, okay. That was a trick question okay. because I thought you might get confused with the other ha huh I threw in there.
0: Yeah, that, that kind of led me astray for a minute there. Okay, so whatchamajigs, The the key thingy there isn't one. Okay, all right. Still have evil left to go. So one out of two of the next one is worse than what you did at the beginning.
1: To me, I was gonna. Well, I think you can probably guess which one is the evil one.
0: Okay, we'll see. I'm not there yet. What one, will the one of value... them? Doesn't
1: fit on one line.
0: Okay, uh, number five. What will the value of Yoki be after the snippet executes? All right. Contz whatchamajig is an object. It's got stuff is what, thingy is come again, it's got what's it is an object, thingamabob. huh that's kind of similar to the last one. So we've got cons yoki equals whatchamajig spr- square bracket whatchamajig.stuff.replace. dot stuff dot replace. And now it's crossing over a line. I have no idea what I well, I guess it. you
1: can. Uh, did you, did you pref-
0: put a regular expression in there? What is? Th-
1: yes, there's a, there's a replace function in there, so indeed a okay, regular but expression. but I don't.
0: Yeah, I, I can't read regular expressions yet, and it crosses over two lines, so now I've got to copy and paste it somewhere because I can't read it there. Uh, well, there's the um, icon,
1: if the the one with the the third icon over stops it, at- I'm
0: I'm copying it somewhere where I can read it. Okay. Because it's too, it's way too wide to fit on the one line. Okay, Katsuki goes, watch my jig. Okay, square bracket which means I'm looking for the key which jig dot stuff dot replace something I don't know slash square I I don't know. I don't know what the regular expression means.
1: Right? You, you okay, so in this case you absolutely have to break it down piece by piece. There's no way to do this in one go, right? You have to actually work through it in the same way the JavaScript compiler does. So to illustrate the point, I suggest you expand the answer and work, and we work through it together. Okay. So we start off with the big, horrible thing. And you actually cannot figure out the answer yet, because whatchamajig, open square bracket, well, that has to become a string before we can go any further, right? We need to get what's between the opening square bracket and the closing square bracket. We have to figure out what string that is so that we can go look it up inside magic is, okay. is that a fair statement? Yeah. so That means that our actual problem to be solved right now is what's inside the square brackets. So we could ignore everything else and only look at mm-hmm. what's inside the square brackets. So okay. we start with watchamajig, which is our object. Okay. Dot stuff. Okay. So is there a key named stuff inside Magic? Yes. And it's what? And it's the string what question mark. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we now have a string on which we call the replace function. So the replace function takes two arguments, a regular expression and a substitution. So we're going to replace whatever this regular expression matches with whatever comes as the second argument. The second argument is an empty string. So what we're actually going to do is we're going to replace whatever's in the regular expression with nothingness. And what's in the regular expression is a question mark. So in other words, what question mark... What happens if you replace becomes it? Becomes what? Becomes what? Concatenated with S-I-T. Okay, so it's what's it. So everything inside the square brackets collapses into what's it. So now we can have another look. So we say, jig, square bracket, what's it. Okay, so is there a what's it key?
0: Yes.
1: Which contains as its value...
0: An object, which is an uh, got thingamabob colon huh. Okay. And we're doing dot thingamabob, so the answer is ha. Huh. Bingo. Okay. I think throwing the regular expression in makes it, made it a lot harder than it needed to be there, too, because it, it distracts from being able to follow the other stuff with that, but...
1: That was the intention here to show you that what you have to do when you're when you're presented with a line of code like this, what you have to do is ignore everything outside the square brackets and just figure out the square bracket bit first and then go back to the problem. So you break the problem into pieces, which is why the sample answer has your step step, 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 collapse yeah. it down, collapse it down, collapse it down, collapse it down like I would need to work that out right? I could not look right. at that line of code and tell you I would have to do that process in the in the example answer. And in fact, I did have to do the process in the sample answer to figure out what the answer was. Okay, good. Right, so that's the point of that evil example. That is the evil one, right? Okay, good. So we have one left.
0: All right, what does the following snippet write to the console? const stuff equals what's it, const thingy equals yoke. not yokie anymore, now it's yoke. it's changing. Uh, const what's it equals thingy, not in quotes, mm-hmm. which means... Cons what's it is now yoke. Mm-hmm. Uh, cons what's it majig uh, equals another, or it becomes equal to another object. Stuff what thingy come again. What's it with another object inside of it? Okay. So console.log what's it majig square bracket stuff square bracket what's it. Okay. So off the top, I would say so I've got what's it is is uh, a key inside of stuff. So what's it is think about how, uh, how yoke seriously.
1: Okay. Stuff, it's interesting that you Okay, is. that is the right answer. It is, is uh, seriously. Yeah, okay. It's interesting no, to I hear you work it out. I didn't from say right. it was
0: oh. I didn't say it was seriously. Oops. Is that the answer?
1: It is the answer. Okay, I was gonna say I don't I know how you got that. there working from left to right instead of so from right I, to I left. I
0: didn't because I didn't say that. I read what w- what's oh. it was, which ends with the word
1: seriously Okay. And then okay. In order to work this out, you got to go from left to right because that's the, that's the direction JavaScript goes. So yeah. that's what I was
0: going to do. Okay. So whatchamajig is an object, and I got to look inside it for stuff, but inside stuff, I got to look for what's it. Right. So stuff it, doesn't have what's it inside okay, it.
1: Okay. So back up a second there. So stuff is there quotation marks around stuff.
0: No. So that's really what's it. So I'm supposed to look for what's it,
1: the key? What's it inside? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't,
0: would you really write anything this way, Bart?
1: Absolutely. All that's going on here is you have two variable names inside. No, but you would
0: name them the same thing like that.
1: Oh no. Okay. No, that yeah. I probably wouldn't.
0: So had you written this without the same thing, it would have been really hard for me to do. But you made it the heart the same name. So I vaguely follow what this is supposed to do.
1: Okay, but the, okay, but we need to. Uh, the, the, what I'm t- what I'm hoping with these examples is to show you how to step through. So you start on the left with watchamajig. and you're looking for a key that matches the variable stuff. Okay, so then you need to go say, well, what is stuff? Well, stuff is the string what's it. So now we know that we're in a Magic what's it. So that means we're back to another object. Inside that object, we're looking for the key or whatever the value. And you, and you purposely didn't put the
0: key, what's it, in quotes so that I'd be able to tell which one it was. Right. You, you did it without it because it's a valid variable name. So you didn't put it in quotes even though it could have been in quotes and it would have
1: looked like the same thing, which would, might have made it clearer. Oh, no, 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 no. If I had put it in quotes, it would have been the actual string W-H-A-T-S-I-T. It's a variable name. It's not in quotes because it is. No, an no, no, act-
0: no, 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 no. I'm saying inside the object whatchamajig, you have a a key. What's it? Which could have been written in quotes, but oh, since okay. it's a valid variable name, you did not put it in quotes.
1: Ah, yes, okay,
0: that is. But great. when you're when you're looking for it inside itself, <laughs> now what's it? It doesn't have. It doesn't get quotes because it's the actual variable name, which is the. Key, I don't know.
1: Okay, you have to step through. Know. You have to step through. I don't know why the last what's it isn't because it's a variable okay. name. We have a variable const what's it equals thingy. Thingy oh, is yolk.
0: Okay, where does? Oh, jeez, no, I know. I that Not... nope. <laughs>
1: okay, well, then I need to do
0: more revision. Well, no. It's, I. I need practice when it's not nuttiness. I mean, it's craziness to, to do this. It's again practice of that where they weren't all the same name would have been would have been good. But um, okay. I'm not saying you need more revision. I need practice with non non insane examples would be helpful. That's that's what would help me learn it, I think, is if I could go step through it where it wasn't as hard to follow as having the same names used over and over again. Because that always makes me crazy, right?
1: Okay, but the thing is, context is absolutely everything. So mm-hmm. that's why, it's whether or not it's in quotation marks, is the absolute vital thing. So that's why it's important to have situations where you... Where the, where it makes a difference. Otherwise, you could end up thinking you understand it when you don't.
0: Yeah, yeah, I see your point. But now I don't understand it at all. <laughs> I, I, maybe we can walk through this when we get off the air again, because it's probably really annoying to hear me keep saying I don't get it, but I don't get it. Okay, but we,
1: okay, well, we, with the, my point is you need to walk through them from left to right. You just need to walk through and figure them out. So Magig is an object. Great. Okay, so we need to reach inside that object to the key. Oh, and the, the key is the variable stuff. Okay, so what value does the variable stuff have? And I have? know
0: it's a variable stuff because it's not in quotes? Correct. Okay. But so the variable stuff is, uh, has become what's it which is in quotes in a string. Mm-hmm.
1: So where we are now is whatchamajig what's it, which means yeah. we've now arrived at the at the inner object. And inside the inner object, we're looking for the variable. How do, Wait,
0: how did I get to the inner object?
1: Watchamajig open square bracket stuff close square bracket, right? Up to that point... Okay, we're... so this
0: is now whatchamajig square bracket quote what's it.
1: Mm-hmm. Which we okay, now know. So that
0: means I'm allowed to be the string inside, which is what's it, which is not in quotes, even though it's a string... And from there, I'm going to look for what's it inside what's it?
1: Okay, so what whatchamajig square bracket stuff has become the object thingamab colon her yoke colon seriously, right? We've wait, how did
0: how did no, 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 how did yoke get even involved in this? We never use yoke, we've got whatchamajig square bracket, Mm -hmm. uh, what's it in quotes.
1: Right. So, okay. So, inside the watchamajig object, mm-hmm. we have a key. What's it? What's it? What's okay, the so value now that it has of that given, key? The
0: value of that is, a, is another object.
1: Right. So, what I'm saying is, at this point in time, everything up to the watchamajig open square brackets of close square bracket is gone and has been replaced with the object in our minds. Right. We've evaluated that. Which is, that. Thing
0: of, which is thing about Bob, huh, and yoke, seriously.
1: Right. And then inside that object, we're looking for... Whatever key the next bit evaluates to. So what's it is a variable which has the value thingy. So we're looking for thingy inside that oh. object. Sorry, we're looking for yoke.
0: thingy? No, we're not looking for thingy. Thingy is... So what's it is thingy? Thingy is yoke. Yoke is
1: seriously. Mm-hmm. Therefore, the answer is seriously. But you have to walk through it step by step from left to right. And whether I had used the same names or other names, you would have always had to go through that same you have to break it down step by step you can't just look at the whole thing and get the answer no one can you ha- it has to go from left to right whether you no matter what names i'd given these you have to go left to right step by step you can't jump to the answer so that bit of revision was just revision so it's entirely unconnected to the rest of the show notes i just injected it in there um so we're back to thinking about classes and subclasses and you know inheritance and all that kind of stuff we've been looking at right so We have been working for a long time now in these cellular automata. We created them first as ye olde prototypes, the old-fashioned way, which you and I both hated. (laughs) And then we learned about the nice new class keyword. And so we spent quite a few weeks rewriting what we had before in the new way. So we now have nice classes to represent our cellular automaton. And just as a reminder, a cellular automaton is a grid of cells, a nice little 2D grid like a chessboard and each cell has a value and the automaton as a whole has a rule that it applies to get the next state of every cell and the next state depends on the rule which has as its inputs the value of the current state and the value of its neighbours and the rule could be anything and it's a cellular automaton and one of those rules is the game of life does that make sense? yes brilliant it absolutely does and we have written all of this and it works so we saw our game of life and it was animating away but it could be better so Hmm. we have it working but we're going to make it better so at the moment our cellular automata represent the state of a cell as any arbitrary value and that's kind of not really true because actually the game of life has as a property that every cell is either dead or alive so our, pro- our classes should be able to represent that fact that within this cellular automaton the valid states are dead and alive and each cell should be dead or alive it shouldn't be A, B, true, false, whatever. So we actually want to do a better job of representing what a state is and the other thing that's in the back of my mind is, right now, our prototype or our classes do not deal with accessibility. They just okay. they don't, and that's not good.
0: How is how is having them be red, blue, black, white? How is that not act doing a good enough job of dead or alive?
1: I, I'm not following the well because problem to be solved. You can't say you can't call a function on our cellular automaton, to ask it, what are your valid states? It can't answer that for you because there is no function that returns a list of, here's all the states I support. So if I handed you that object and asked you to interact with it, you can't query that object to say, what states am I allowed to use for you? Because it has no idea. You also, if you're a blind person and you hover your mouse over one of the squares, it has no way of telling you that it's alive or dead. It's just, it's green or red. Okay, okay. So a state is actually two things. It's an actual low-down value, maybe a boolean, maybe a number, maybe a string, and it's a label, or at least it should be. Mm-hmm. So alive, we should be able to say that, when I say alive, I mean true and the label A-L-I-V-E. And then another state could be dead with the value false, and the label D-E-A-D.
0: Okay. Can the values also be red and green, or do they have to be true and
1: false? The values can be whatever you want. What I'm saying is an actual state contains two things. The actual value, programmatically, and a label.
0: Okay. Makes
1: sense. And right now, we only have room for a value. Right. So I'm saying we need a new class called state that represents a value and a label, as a pair, as a couple, as a As an entity. Hmm. So we need to make a class. As a
0: key value pair set by any chance?
1: Well, we're going to be a bit more advanced. We're going to actually make them into full-on prototyped objects. So we're going to create a new class. So a cellular automaton has cells, and now cells are going to have states. I thought we had cell state, Bart. We have as as a variable. Cell state is just a single variable. There is no class to represent a state. That's what I'm saying. Right now, our automaton represents a state as a single empty box into which you can throw. Cell state isn't dead or alive. Right now, you could throw anything in there. Right, it's a single pigeonhole into which you may throw anything, and the classes will not complain whatsoever. You can put dead, alive in there. You could also put boogers, snot, poop. Okay, It is one pigeonhole. I am saying it shouldn't be a dumb pigeonhole. It should be an object which contains two pigeonholes, a value and a label. And to represent that, we're going to make a new class, class state with a capital S, or to be more precise, bartificer.ca.state with a capital S. Now, I am going to set some rules here on my states. Because I'm making this class, I get to decide what the rules are. And I'm telling you that the rule is the value has got to be primitive and the label has got to be a string. What's primitive again? Boolean, number, string. Okay. So the value has to be a Boolean, a number, or a string, and the label has to be a string. And not just a string, it has to be a string with at least one character in it. You are not allowed to label something empty string because that's not helpful
0: okay what, what i i lost you a little bit um this we're not to creating the class state yet not yet we're defining what are we defining oh, what
1: well, are i'm these? just saying i'm just telling you in english i'm just i'm still describing the problem to be solved we haven't touched any javascript yet
0: but i don't know what so this is the value of that the cell is, okay. there, is what you're talking I about. I am saying
1: that as state, in, a, in an abstract concept, forget about cells, as state, when I say the word state, what I am telling you I mean is a primitive value and a matching label.
0: So you're not going to define it any more closely than that?
1: I will. I'm going to write the JavaScript in a minute, but I'm saying right now, the English of what it is we're going to write JavaScript to do is I'm going to write a piece of j- a JavaScript class to represent the concept of a value that must be a primitive, and a matching label that must be a string. That's, that's okay, what, what but, but we're going to write in class.
0: You're not going to pin down the uh, the primitive value to anything tighter than a Boolean number or a string. Correct. So it can be alive-dead, It can, in quotes, it can be 7 and 42, or it can yes. be true and false.
1: Right. So within a okay. specific cellular automaton, we will support specific states, but the class state could be used to create anything that meets those two rules, a primitive value and a matching label. So in the case of Game of Life, we will make two instances of the class state, an instance to represent aliveness and an instance to represent deadness. But we could make up another game or another cellular automaton, which has five states, up, down, left, right, top, bottom. Okay. Okay. Now, what are the axes? Your pitch. Anyway, you you get what I mean.
0: I, no, 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 no. You don't get to use yaw pitch. That's that's rotation.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's movement across axes. Anyway, the point being, the Around class axes, state actually. represents all possible states and all possible cellular automata. And then a single okay. cellular automaton will have one you know, will have a collection of states. So okay. in order to write this JavaScript, actually the very, very first thing we're going to need is some helper functions. I'm saying I insist that the value be a primitive. Okay. Mm-hmm. How's about I write a function that will tell me yes or no: is this a primitive or not? So I've named it very imaginatively: "Is Primitive Value." Okay. Good. So function is Primitive Value v. The first thing I do is I figure out what its type is. So const v type becomes equal to type of v. So I now have a. I now have. V-type containing a string. And if V-type triple equals boolean, return true. I'm a happy camper with that. If V-type triple equals number, return true. I also accept numbers. If V-type triple equals string, return true. Return false. So there are three ways Sounds out of good. this function to return true. And if that none of those three have fired, then we are not happy you must be something else, anything else, return false. Happy? Okay. Yep. Okay. The other thing I said is the label must be a non empty string. So I have a function named is non empty string. V. So if type of V is not equal to string, return false. If you're not even a string, there's no point in my checking your length. You can't possibly be a non empty <laughs> string. Right, so return right. false. If right. v.length is less than 1, return false. Otherwise, I'm happy. Return true.
0: Okay. okay. So that, okay. I'm hoping right, that's right.
1: all good, understandable. Yep. Yep. So we now have at our disposal the ability to tell whether or not something is a primitive and whether or not something is a non-empty string. So now I can start creating my class. So Bardaffer.c at state equals class open squirrely bracket right first step we need ourselves a constructor well every state has to have a value and a label so our constructor takes two arguments named value and label first thing i do is I say if the value doesn't meet our function is primitive value so if not is primitive value value throw new type error the value for a state must be a primitive boolean number or string I understand I, that. If not, is, it, is is not empty string label, throw new type error. The label of the state must be blah, blah, blah. Great.
0: Must be a string in at least one character long. Good. Got it.
1: So now we know that we have value and label as valid things. So let's save them into the object. So underscore value equals value. underscore label equals label. Great. So, so our constructor has just created two properties, val- underscore value and underscore label. Uh, we need accessor functions, because we always want accessor functions. So the accessor function value says, if you have passed me an argument, I'm going to throw an error because this accessor is read-only. Return this that underscore value if you did Wait, didn't. wait, what? What are we doing now? Okay, so the function value allows us to access the value inside our state. Access only, not change. Hang on, hang on. You create a function called
0: value, and your variable is named value. It's named underscore you use value. Use the same name.
1: No, it's, it's dot but underscore you got, value. You,
0: you were passed value, and you're reusing that name. You're now
1: making a function okay. called value. So on line 14, value was said to be, I will name the first argument to the constructor value. That constructor finished on line 38. So that variable value exists between lines 14 and 38. It doesn't have any existence outside of those lines. Yeah. That's the scope of that variable.
0: But I don't, I don't know what this new thing is going to be, so it looks just like the other thing. I understand that the scope is between 14 and 38. Mm-hmm. I understand you can reuse words. I don't understand why you enjoy reusing words, but you're going to. So I, what is, before you, you read it to us, what is this, this next bit of code
1: going to do? Okay, so this is an accessor function whose job it is to reach into the object and hand us back the, the value of the private variable.
0: Okay, so you're going to use a function called value to gra- to grab this dot underscore value, which is actually value. Right. Right. Yes.
1: That's all there is to okay. it, to be honest. And the same for label. Okay. Then we have a two-string function because that's good practice, which simply returns a template string. Wait, is- wait,
0: wait! No, I thought you were going to describe it because I stopped you before you described this function value. What does it do? it returns I mean, we described it in words but if arguments.length is greater than 0 that's good right we want arguments.length to be greater than 0 no we don't
1: so this is an okay so accessor functions as usually are read and write so if you give me an argument i'll save it if you don't give me an argument i'll tell you what the current value is but in this case it's a read only accessor function so i'm saying if you try to tell me they change the value i'm going to tell you no I am a one-way street. I will tell you the value, but you may not use me to change the value. So that's that's all that's going on there. I
0: don't understand how it's doing that, though. If arguments.length is greater than zero...
1: That means you passed a value... That means that you passed an argument into the value function. So traditionally speaking with an accessor, if you give it one argument, it writes that argument into the into the variable, and if you give it no arguments, it reads out the current value.
0: How do I know that it's arguments.length of what was between the parentheses that have nothing in between them right now? It says value open close parentheses mm-hmm. if arguments.length greater than 0.
1: Mm-hmm. Arguments.length of what? Okay. So when the function is called, there is no reason someone couldn't have put things into the parentheses.
0: Okay, but we're just writing this function. So right. its
1: whole its whole purpose
0: is to say don't talk to me.
1: No, its whole purpose is to say if you talk to me, don't give me any arguments. If you talk to me, just let me answer you and don't tell me things. Ask me things, don't tell me things.
0: Okay. And it's going to return if you didn't give me any arguments, mm-hmm. it's going to return this dot underscore value. Yes. Okay. Which is between lines 14 and 38, but I'm allowed to talk to those. Even okay, though so, okay th- so what that... does a constructor do? I don't understand the question.
1: Okay, so we have a class, and then we're going to have instances of that class. Right. And each... So when
0: we say new, it's going to make one of these.
1: Right, and it's going to use the constructor function to do the making.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So the constructor function starts with an empty object and then inserts things into that object. So mm-hmm. it's going to insert two things: underscore value and underscore label. Okay. So the function value is not static. Is that a true statement?
0: It doesn't say static, so it is not static. It's which, an instance function, right? Which means and it it's is
1: an instance of that constructor. Which means it's always going to be called on a specific c- instance. Right? So you're going yes. to have a specific state. So it right. is returning the value property from that specific state. Yes. Hence the okay. magic word this. Okay. That's its only job in life. It's an accessor. It just okay. reaches in and returns the value. Okay. And then the other one reaches in and returns the label.
0: Okay.
1: So then we have a two-string function. Which returns a temp- which uses template strings to give us back the label and then in brackets the value. So in our example, let's say we said state alive equals new state, uh true comma a l i v e. So the value is true, the label is alive. Then if we say alive dot string, it will say a l i v e open brackets true close bracket. Are you. I'm saying, uh, imagine, okay, you see the code in front of you, it, it just defines a class. I'm saying, given that class, if I say const alive state equals new bartificer.ca.state, mm-hmm. open parens true, comma, single quote, A L I V E, single quote, close parens, semicolon.
0: Okay. Still a little bit lost why, on how you can put arguments in, but then you just said in in value and in label that they can't have arguments.
1: Okay, but I haven't called value yet. I've just called the constructor. That line there called the constructor, so the constructor expects two okay. arguments, value and label. Yeah, yeah. And it shoves them into underscore value and underscore label inside the object. Yes?
0: Right, right.
1: So at this point in time, I now have a new object called a live state, which contains... <laughs> A dot underscore value and a dot underscore key. Yes. Sorry, label. Yes. Yeah. I can now say, now that I have that, I can now say a live state dot value open friends, close friends. And that will return to me this dot underscore value. Okay. Accessor methods are spectacularly simplistic things.
0: (laughs) Maybe for you.
1: No, no, but I'm saying, if you're trying to look for a deeper meaning, they're not deep, they're shallow.
0: Yeah, it's it's been a long time. I'm sure you've told me this, because if I say you didn't, you'll say you did. We did. But uh, could could your two little functions in their value and label, could they be called squid and lima bean?
1: They could, but then you would have to say, to get the value, you'd have to say, give me the lima bean. So that'd be like making a class to represent a circle and then naming the function to access the radius buggers. You could name it buggers and it could return the radius, but it would be highly confusing. So this function's job is to return the value and the other function's job is to return the label. So they're named for what their job is, which is to return the appropriate thing.
0: Okay, I think I get it.
1: The next, thing, the next function we define is string, whose job it is is to turn our state into a friendly string, and the way it does that is it says the label followed by the value inside parentheses. So if I make my state have the value true and the label alive, then it will say alive, parens true. Or I could represent alive as one, in which case it would say alive, parens one. Yes, no, maybe?
0: Yeah, I guess I was looking for like a colon or something between them. I think I read it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I
1: decided parens is, yeah. looks more Englishy, right? If I was popping it in a sentence, I'd do it that way. Okay. Well, you could put a colon in there if you like. You could put an equal yeah. sign. I,
0: I'm just trying to decide whether it was next to each other or was that a space. That's just a space in the middle of a string.
1: I, yeah. Okay. Inside our friendly little back ticks. Yeah. And then we have a clone function whose job it is is to, given an, an object, make a copy. So it simply returns new bartificer.ca.state, this underscore value this underscore label. Okay. So that's all there is to it. So that is our entire state class. It's a very simplistic class. It just contains two values. It has accessor functions to get the values, and it has a two string and a clone. Okay. So that's our state described. So. We now have a state class, it exists, but we're actually not using it, right? We've just, we've written this class and it's just sitting there. So yeah. we now need to update our cell to actually make use of it, right? Okay. So the first step is we have, we already have in the code base an existing function called isCellState. And right now that function is basically just checking to see whether or not uh, something is defined, really. Um what we actually want to do now is say, okay, the only cell state I'm going to accept is an instance of the class bartificer.ca.state. So we take the whole function and we throw away all the code we'd written before and we just return (laughs) S instance of bartificer.ca.state question mark true colon false. If you are an instance, true. If you're not, false. Sweet. Okay, so that's easy. So now let us let us um, go ahead now and update sample.html to start making use of our new stuff. So we now need state objects instead of true and false. So we say const alive equals new bartificer.ca.state true, comma, the string alive. Const dead equals new bartificer.ca.state false, comma, dead. Hmm.
0: Okay, so you're saying the const alive is an object, is what it says in your notes? Correct.
1: Const alive is an object that is an instance of a With a of value a true
0: comma alive.
1: Which contains, okay. right, it's an object that contains two values. You know, right.
0: true... True. Uh, value colon true and, and label, label colon, colon alive. alive.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. getting it. Yeah. Good. And dead is false and dead. Okay. So our render function used to just say whatever is the current state, if it's equal to true, do something. Well, now I need to say if the value of the state is true. So I now say s.value. So I've highlighted all of the lines I had to change.
0: Yeah. So s.value, in that case, it's the function value.
1: Right. Which which goes in
0: and grabs the value. Correct. That's the job of an accessor function right well it could get or it could set but in this case it's only allowed to get because we said don't be writing in there exactly so s dot value parentheses means get the take the function value dig in to this new bartificer dot state whatever Mm -hmm. you got and find the value and if that's equal to true then do this other stuff like color green background color whatever
1: exactly And so basically anywhere in the code in sample.html that I was accessing the state directly, I just replaced it with, basically, i got to go check against this new class. Okay. And so that's all that's happening here. So I've just updated my sample.html to use this new class. Uh, And that's perfectly valid now. Now,
0: you have highlighted in yellow uh, function random state return mm math.random. Why did you have to...
1: uh, Okay. How so, has that one changed?
0: Oh, there it is. Less than zero point five is alive colon dead. Okay, I see it now. Sorry,
1: that used to be true colon false, but now it's yeah. alive dead because we have got to actually return a state. Okay. So that that's kind of that that code. Uh, so basically, taking everything in the show notes here and shoving it into the code we've written before is on GitHub as PBS forty nine challenge starting point. So three guesses what I'm going to make you do. Uh oh. Right. Given my code as a starting point there, we're going to make our classes even better. So part one is very easy. We say, okay, we have a Bartificer.ca.state class. It needs to get another function with the name .equals. And its job in life is to return true if it's passed something equal to the current thing and false otherwise. So a standard .equals function. Why? So that we can compare states. So
0: an instance function inside the class called dot mm-hmm. equals, mm-hmm. and it's going to compare two things. But I don't know what they are, what they're called. Or
1: oh no, okay. So it's okay. So it's an instance function. So it's always going to be called on an instance. So you might say alive dot equals, and then you'd pass it another value. So maybe alive dot equals open parens, dead close prints, which I would hope would re- Wait, return what? false. Okay. Wait. What alive isn't a function? Correct. Alive is an instance of the class bartificer.ca.state. Alive is an instance? Alive is a is a is a
0: value. How is it an instance?
1: Okay, so we don't don't have
0: a live function. Wait what? Alive is an instance?
1: Okay. Is that a function
0: that
1: (laughs) Okay, I am saying if you had const alive equals new, bartdefister true comma alive. Wait, wait, then alive... wait,
0: wait wh- Back up. Why would I name a constant alive? Let's let's call it something other than alive. Why would why would I reuse that word? That wait. word has a lot of meaning here. Why would I use that same word?
1: Because I'm I'm writing a state to represent aliveness. Okay. You'd okay, state 1, do- const state 1 equals new bartificer.ca.state dot state a comma b. Okay. Const state 2 equals bartfisher.ca, it was new bartfisher.ca dot state a comma b. So we now have state 1 and state 2 with the same label and the same value as each other. Yes. I would like to write a function which will return true if I say state 1 dot equals open prens state 2. Close friends. Okay. Makes it needed sense to return now. true. If okay. I say state three equals new bartificer.ca z colon y, if I then say state one dot equals state three, I would expect to get back false. Okay. If I say state one dot equals boogers, I expect to get back false. Because boogers isn't even a state, let alone the same state. Gotcha. Okay. And so for something to be considered equal, they have to have both the same value and the same label as each other. So I'm telling you in English, my definition of equality is that they have the same value and the same label. Okay. Makes sense. Okay, so part two then is to refactor our bartificer.ca.automatons constructor. So right now, our constructor takes a stonking six arguments. Six of them. So looking at a line of code, how easy is to tell what on earth the fifth thing is? It's not. a little hard. Yeah. Exactly, not is the answer. Not, no, Not easy at all. It's very hard. And we now need a seventh argument because we need to be able to tell the automaton, here are all of the valid states for you. And if a state isn't one of these valid states, then you're to be cranky with it seven states six was confusing enough there's actually a rule of thumb by the way that any more than five arguments is a bad smell if you have more than five arguments it stinks we're going to seven so we're double stinky so what do we do what is the solution to this problem well as it happens there's a common solution every argument that's optional collapse them all into a single argument called opts and make that be an object. So then you would pass... Ah. Exactly, right? So you just use key-value pairs to represent all the other arguments that are optional. Ah. So right now, our constructor expects dollar $container, rows, calls, step function, render function, comma, s, state. I'm saying, get rid of that. Make it be dollar $container, rows calls, opts. And then opts will allow you to have a step function, a render function, and an initial state. Hmm. okay so you have to rewrite my existing constructor so it expects its arguments in a different order basically so we're not changing what the constructor does just how it reads its arguments when you have that done and working then we want to say okay, now we can add a seventh argument without making the world explode and that seventh argument will be an array of state objects
0: array of state objects okay
1: And the reason we want that is because this is going to be the list of everything that's allowed. So when I'm making the game of life, I'm going to say, and here are your allowed states, alive and dead. And if I was making a different cellular automaton, I might pass in five states, or I might pass in two states, or whatever. So I'm going to tell the cellular automaton, these are the only states that are allowed. If someone tries to use another state other than these two, tell it to sod off.
0: Okay. It's just going to be two states. It's not the state of every cell.
1: No, it's the allowed states. Okay. So in the case of the game of life, we have thousands of cells potentially, but each one is going to be either alive or dead. So okay. the list of allowed states is just too long.
0: There's no way this is a one-week homework assignment, sweetie. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 okay. I could spend a week on step one, and we're on, we're on part three.
1: Okay, well, in that case, consider it we'll a four-week assignment, and that means I am free to do whatever I want for next week's installments. Which means that's a good thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I think it's a three-week assignment because we okay. weren't supposed to have an episode this week.
1: Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is no, that's a fair point. Yes, actually, yeah, that's that's a very good point. Yes.
0: Yeah. That okay. Three weeks. I might be able to pull it off if I start on Monday. <laughs> Okay. But the sure point being, Bar- Dorothy's around. Anyway,
1: okay. The point being, there will be no challenge in PBS 50. There you go. Oh, we That's
0: should right. have a party for PBS 50. We should.
1: <laughs> we should. I, to, I think it's something fun. I,
0: I want a homework, because I want next week, all we're going to do is drop party hats on screen in HTML, okay? <laughs> <sighs> hmm. We Hmm. Hmm. Or may maybe it'll just be Allison's head exploding. It'll be
1: our little. Uh, <laughs> well, I was going to say, see, next week is going to be jQuery stuff, so I'll try to get creative with emoji. No idea okay. what I'll do, but I'll try to get okay. creative with emoji. All
0: right, so emoji so part fun. part three of the homework, we've got a list of supported states, which is only two, right?
1: And now in the okay, so in the abstract case, it is a list. In the case of the game of life, it is two. Yes. Okay. And then the last part is to improve our step function uh, so that as it's calculating the states, so basically at the moment you can give a step function that returns an invalid, basically update the step function so it enforces the, 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 the prohibitions in that new argument. So the new argument says here are the states that are allowed Step 4 is to make that be true. Enforce the rules is what part 4 boils down to in English.
0: So what, I have what, said what that does these it are do the,
1: now right now it will accept any value because the okay. automaton right now has no idea of valid versus invalid. So we have okay. taught it okay. in the previous step here is what is valid or not valid.
0: Uh, But we haven't enforced that. We've posted the rules, but nobody's bopping anybody on the head for putting in the wrong... uh, Exactly.
1: We've hung up the poster. No bicycles here.
0: (laughs) But nobody's tripping the bicycles as they go by.
1: Or snipping them off. Yeah, exactly. No one is stopping them, (laughs) electrocuting them, whatever it is we do. Okay. So we've got to update our step function so that if you give it a state that's not on the list, basically add a bouncer. I'm sorry, you're (laughs) not on the list. Go away. Or in fact, (laughs) throw new type error. Okay. Not quite as exciting, but okay, good. (laughs) So the homework does build on itself. So it is a logical sequence of steps. Because actually the whole point of this was just to get to the bouncer at the end. But I didn't ask you for the bouncer. I asked you for all the steps in between. Okay. I could have just asked you for the bouncer. Naive me from two years ago would have done something silly like that. (laughs) Right. Uh, Final thoughts are basically... I, I, we'll start with whole new final thoughts basically next time more revision no homework
0: <laughs> because we have three weeks worth of homework here because
1: you have three weeks three weeks to do this yeah, I, I especially want
0: that because for you, I think the automaton is second nature because you actually mostly built it. And I tweaked little bits of it along the way on rare occasions successfully on my own. Um, so to go through this again, I've got to, there's a lot of dust on top of this. So uh, I've got to do a lot of dusting first.
1: And thankfully, it's now all in the nice class syntax. So you can at least easily find. Oh, it is? Yes, we did that as our homework a few oh, weeks. Remember, yeah. we translated it all That's oh, probably a month ago now, at least.
0: Yeah, I didn't actually get to that part myself. So you did. Good. Well, you was Dorothy f- did, actually. Well, Dorothy did, but I don't oh, think I well, did.
1: You, pre- you told me you and Dorothy did. That's how you I it. followed
0: along.
1: <laughs> oh, thank goodness I have so many teaching assistants. <clears throat> oh, you can never have enough. It's, it's, it's one of the things i always get cranky at students who don't come to tutorials at university because the single biggest value of a tutorial is that it's a different person to the lecturer so a tutorial is when you have the teaching assistant
0: yes is that what you call it okay we call them we call them labs
1: Uh, okay well a lab to us is something practical a tutorial is something theoretical Uh oh so we have lectures labs and tutorials We'd have a four-unit class, we'd have a one-unit lab, and the lab
0: could be just sitting, uh, just asking questions of the teaching assistant. I love to tell the story of when I had an Egyptian professor and a Greek teaching assistant. No idea what was going on in that class, let me tell you. And the class was thermodynamics, so at least it was
1: light and easy. (laughs) Oh dear, oh dear. I have a degree in physics, and most of physics doesn't make me cranky. I don't like thermodynamics. The
0: the final exam question, I know I've told this before, but the, our palate cleanser will be, the final exam question was, a drop of rain falls out of the sky and into the ocean. What is the
1: change in entropy of the universe? Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> well, on the one hand, that's kind of cool, bit existential. <laughs> on the other hand, that falls into my golden rule of the shorter a question is to ask, the more evil it is. Oh, yeah. I I did tell the question once to a buddy of mine who had a PhD in thermodynamics,
0: and he went, Oh, okay, Alson, what you got to do? I'm like, no, I don't ever want to know the answer to this question.
1: (laughs) It's wonderfully, like, it's almost a philosophy question.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I should have just written 42 and walked out.
1: (laughs) Oh, yes.
0: because it would have been just as valuable as what i wrote down.
1: Yeah, i don't know, it's probably one of those, you know, you know, a friend of a friend tales, but apparently there was a question asked in the philosophy exam simply why? question mark. <laughs> and the only person who got full marks wrote why not? question mark. <laughs> I love it. I love it.
0: All right. Uh on that note, we will see you in uh a week. And we'll uh we'll we'll have a little fun, a little celebration for for episode fifty, making it to fifty episodes in this.
1: Yes, and it will be jQuery, so it will be very visual. No idea uh, what it'll be visually, but it'll be jQuery, it'll be visual, it we'll be making things move.
0: Okay, sounds cool. like fun.
1: All right, Bart. Well, until next time,
0: happy computing. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Chit Chat Across the Pond. This show is not supported by ads. It's supported by you. If you learn from the show, or even if you're just merely entertained by the shows, please consider supporting the show. If you go to podfeet.com, there's a big red button in the top banner that says, Support the Show. If you click it, that will reveal to you several ways to contribute. You can pledge a monthly amount using Patreon. You can use the Amazon affiliate link for your country. You can make a one-time donation using PayPal. Or you can record a listener review, which is an awesome way to contribute. You can always chat directly with me via Twitter at Podfeet or email me at allison at podfeet.com. You can join the conversation in Facebook by going to podfeet.com slash Facebook or on Google Plus at podfeet.com slash Google Plus. Thanks for listening and stay subscribed.